This is Matt Berman from Philly Made Creative. You're listening to Made From Scratch. And I'm gonna follow up yesterday's episode about the recession coming with uh, possibly one of the leading indicators of that recession, and that's the trade war. So if you are alive and have a pulse, you've probably heard something about the trade war. If you're not an economist or involved in global trade, you might not fully understand the situation. I myself had to do some research and I'm just starting to grasp the concept. And so I wanted to share a couple of bits of information with you folks. Um, anyone that's interested in learning more about this or talking more about this, definitely call in, uh, hit me up. I'd love to talk more about this. So um, I'm gonna share most of this from the perspective of people that know very little about the situation. So if you do know quite a bit, feel free to skip around. So if you don't know what a trade war is, a trade war's goal is to damage another country's trade. So um, restrict their ability to trade, make it more expensive for them to trade, cut them off from trade. Um, that's basically the game. And you know the reason for it, there could be a multitude of reasons for it, but the goal is very clear. It's to uh, cause damage to another country. Now, um, when you talk about a physical war in comparison to a trade war, the damage is a lot easier to see. People physically lose their lives, it's very violent, the reporting is grotesque, it's, uh, it's a terrible situation. So an economic war on the surface definitely seems more desirable to a physical war, um, but the damage can be great and uh, people's lives can definitely get ruined in these situations as it's happened in the past. So. Um, if you know very little about it, about the situation that we're currently in, I think that the New York Times did a great job of, of uh, catching people up and they did a really great uh, graphic presentation of the situation that really shows the, the physical impact of the growth and escalation of this in a way that you can't really just imagine. So Keith Collins and Jasmine C. Lee wrote today about the trade war. Um, and basically what they've done is they've shown uh, little bits of graphic that represent the types of goods that have been taxed and color code the countries and the sides. And you can really see um, how the United States is standing against so many other powers in the world. Um, it's, it's pretty staggering. And so just to take you through some of it, this all began January 22nd this year. And the U.S. imposed tariffs on solar panels and washing machines to the tune of about $3.5 billion worth of goods. Um, in March 8th, so months passed, that happened, very little else actually happened other than maybe some rhetoric. And then March 8th, um, steel and aluminum were added to the mix. The US added those to the mix. Uh, Trump and his administration citing that there was unfair trade practices and that China has posed a threat to national security. At that time, uh, the EU, Canada, and Mexico were considered exempt, meaning that those products were not going to be also, or those countries' products were also not going to be taxed, um, imposed tariffs, whatever, by the U.S. Month goes by, April 2nd, China finally responds, mostly um, on food products and other small items, but matching dollar for dollar uh, what the United States had, about $3.5 billion uh, worth of goods. So then in May, this is when things start to really heat up. May 18th, the EU threatens the U.S., $7 billion. Uh, May 31st, Canada threatens the U.S., $12 billion. June 5th, Mexico, $3 billion. June 15th, the U.S. responds to China and says $50 billion, so raising the stakes. 
Um, China quickly matched that almost immediately. So it's been a tit for tat again, that's what people have been saying. And now um, in the last week, the U.S. Has, has increased the number of products by the thousands and are now up to about $200 billion worth of goods that are um, being thrown into the mix to be put into this uh, trade war, essentially, and that uh, Trump has said that there's at least $200 billion more waiting on other goods. And so if you, if you look at all of that, it's, it's really staggering. Within six or seven months, um, if China responds in kind, 200, 400, 600, 800, we're almost at a trillion dollars of global uh, trade on the line here with restrictions and taxes and tariffs. And um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And uh, the way that these other countries have sided um, essentially with China against the U.S. and imposing their own tariffs and the U.S., uh, to my knowledge, has not responded directly to the EU, Canada or Mexico um, after they kind of jump ship. And uh, other major powers that you haven't really heard who are involved, who uh, or haven't heard getting involved, the UK, Russia, Africa, South America, India, Japan. So, you know, the question is, are these other major uh, territories laying in wait? Are they not really involved? Um, is their exposure small enough that they are waiting this out? Um, you know, and where does it end? Uh, I think that in terms of the way that this ultimately impacts the American people, there's a, a bunch of different ways to look at it. David French is an executive at the National Retail Federation. This was uh, Alexandra Stevenson from the New York Times reporting. And uh, he considers Trump's strategy reckless and says that it's not a question of if but when this is going to really hurt American families. Now, of course, that's from the perspective of retail, and that's also the perspective of retail sales, which means that retail sales will go down, um, according to David French. That may be true. Um, that definitely will be bad for anyone in the retail business, business owners. I mean, retail has already been uh, destroyed by e-commerce in a lot of sectors, so that's probably only going to get worse. Um, how that relates to the American family, maybe in a less direct way, is so many people work in those environments, so their jobs are gone. Um, you know, where is that going to go and where's that, what's going to happen from there? Um, and there's already been some other impact. So, you know, there's different industries like housing costs are going up from the Canadian lumber. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a tremendous amount of impact. And just on the surface, if you're looking at the markets, people are uh, getting scared, starting to pull out. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very significant situation with um, unclear consequences. You know, some of the consequences seem obvious, uh, some of them don't. How often do trade wars escalate into a physical war? You know, it, um, I would love to hear if anyone uh, is familiar with those situations, call in and, and let me know um, if there's a precedent for that. I'll do more research myself. Um, but, you know, basically it, it echoes the message, the sentiment that I had yesterday, which was was preparations. Um, you know, if you're a business owner, if you're working, I mean, no matter what position you hold, whether you're a retail clerk or the CEO, um, a big wave is coming. And um, it's definitely not a question of if but when a recession is going to happen. A trade war with China and uh, some of these other territories could definitely create more tension. 
Um, I think it's clear now when you look at this, uh, some of the rhetoric over the last couple of years of this administration starts to make a little bit more sense. And um, I think it's also clear that things are going to bubble out from below the surface that have really just either not been um, covered, have not been of interest, or because of the U.S.'s economic policies for, for some period of time, it just wasn't uh, a part of the um, American dialogue. But I think now it's, uh, it's clear. And, you know, having worked in a manufacturing industry and working with clients in that sector, I know how easy and quick and fast people jump to, oh, we'll just, you know, make it in China. And uh, that's, that's been part of the culture here. And um, I think what we're now seeing is that a dependency on any one producer, so that's a message also um, as a business person, you know, if you've got vendor relationships, no matter where they are, no matter what they produce for you, you know, you really wanna secure your, your future against uh, multiple sources. That's what a fair competitive market is all about. And um, that's really part of what the um, American business stance has been, and I think that uh, what we're seeing now is a global conversation that's opening up. I think that some of the, you know, the EU, the Canadian, the Mexican threats or retaliation is definitely uh, opening up some transparency as to who's tied to who and where and what. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot to learn from this situation. I think that it is very tense, and I really hope that it remains uh, civil, as civil as you could imagine this being, because um, nobody wants these uh, major parties to um, turn violent. That's for damn sure. Um, it'll be bad enough if the markets collapse, right? You know, when that happens and people lose jobs and people lose health care and there's um, shortages. I mean, it, that's terrible enough. We really don't need the added devastation of the kind of weaponry that's out there. So, um, hate to be a downer, you know, midweek. I think that the lesson here is that um, you really got to be mindful about the business relationships you get involved with, how many parties have interest in what domain, and that the world is very complex and and things move fast within six or seven months this this escalated um 30 fold and uh it's been brewing and bubbling for a long long time so uh keep your eyes peeled open minds aware uh things are coming and uh we all gotta watch watch our ass so um, that's the message for today. This is Matt Berman from Philly Made Creative. You've been listening to Made From Scratch. I hope you enjoyed today's segment, and I'll talk to you soon.